welcome to Couple of Covid's podcast. Yeah, welcome back to what looked like a crypt, as I was going to talk about on the podcast. Every piece of equipment that I brought out had cobwebs on it. I I was just pulling cobwebs off of this mic stand minutes before we started. Every single camera in quotations had cobwebs all over it. Every single stand for said cameras had cobwebs all over they know that we're using cell phone cameras even the knobs on the interface had a little bit of stuff on them. everything's filthy there were just like pieces (laughs) of shit up here that i guess the cats drug up here just like it's a mess so we haven't recorded an episode in three weeks it's been almost a whole month that's got to be the longest we've gone without recording an episode right i don't know i really don't but uh we are here we are back we no longer have covid we're no longer what's that infectious? Oh, that's correct. At all. It's uh, it was almost. Do a you f- feel any residual still? How many days has it been since we got it? We would have gotten it on the third at the Comedy Bang Bang <laughs> show. I'm pretty sure where we pinned it down to. And today is August the not third. I was looking next month, so I got confused. It's been 17 days. 17 days. So I, so we would have been exposed on the 3rd. We both tested negative four days later. Yeah. Separately. And then we, uh, I called in that Monday. I was sick. I was throwing up and everything. I was miserable. Someone dropped Pepto off for me because I just couldn't keep anything down and someone started sending me texts and they're like there's this dog that was just dropped off in my co-workers fenced in backyard <laughs> and uh no one has tried to claim them the street department has even if that's who it was i don't remember whoever takes care of rampant dogs in this area they uh before they take them to the pound yeah. they hold them and uh, no one would claim this dog. So I was like, Sam, on your way home from a show, <laughs> will you pick up this dog? <laughs> and uh, there was, before anything even happened, before there was even uh, a problem, because we, we have things to talk about before we get this <laughs> yeah. shit started. Uh, I, you were like, I'm going to take a COVID test. And... I go in the bathroom to have diarrhea because that's how my whole day was. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, I hear through the fucking door that you are positive for COVID. I'm sure I yelled something like, I've got it. I've got the vid. And then I was just like, you have to wait 15 minutes to get an accurate reading. And then when I got out, I also took a test and it immediately said positive <laughs> and every single test I've ever taken has always just immediately been negative. Yeah. So I was just like, Oh, and both, uh, I know okay. my test went like immediately positive. Yeah. Like dark, like the positive line was darker <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> than the other one by the end of it. And it was just within a minute, it was screaming at me. You have COVID <laughs> same. So it was just like, okay, this fucking makes sense. And it really sucks. I would say my symptoms they started two days before I tested positive. They started on that Saturday. And then I, yesterday was my first day that I felt fully okay. So not two full weeks, but more than a week and a half. I didn't, what about you? I didn't feel anything t- until that Monday at all. I was fine. 
And, and then I just woke up with like a scratchy throat and I was like, eh, kind of nervous. Things might be weird. Michelle's sick. I've been around a bunch of fucking people. And then... You pick up this dog and you bring it <laughs> home. I bring up the dog. There is more to talk about. There is more to Jesus talk about. Christ. We are not finished. So I pick up the dog. I come home. I tested after, by the way, picking up this dog. Yeah, so then it dawned on me that I should test. So then I also had to contact the people <laughs> that Sam picked it up from. And tell them, hey, that fucking idiot that just walked in just started breathing code around everybody. Well, the street department people did. They, they were like, this dog is too sweet and too good. We do not want to take it to the pound. Will you please rehome this dog? So they took the dog back to their office and just had the dog in their office. And Mr. Sam COVID man walked right into that office and went, Hello. To my I'm knowledge, here to pick up the dog. To my knowledge, no one got COVID from you. Good. But I probably spread COVID to someone on Friday. I'm pretty, I, <laughs> I, uh, pretty sure I gave COVID to some Jello people. <sighs> By the way, I, and I was on tour for Green Jello, which got cut way short. Which got cut way short for me. I have a story I've been wanting to tell the whole time. By the way, of being on the road that I would like to talk about. After but all, this, after all, this. I don't know if you just heard hissing. Probably not, but there was just some hissing that took place. So there's a cat that we have had for a while named Wayne. You've seen his balls before we cut them off. They're not. Two cats are not happy with each other right now. One is not happy with one cat. That's Wayne true. tries That's desperately true. to be Oliver's friend, and Oliver has never broken. And Oliver is my grumpy little boy. And so Wayne does this weird thing where he gets kind of freaked out, but he kind of like. Huh? He swatted at oh, the new Oh, we're not dog. there yet. We're not there How yet. How are we not there? We have COVID. Because I wanted to come home and say, we meet the dog. We were like, hi, dog. Let's meet the cats. Kind of goes all right for most everything. Most of the cats are just running away. And then and Wayne is on the floor and gets kind of like almost cornered into this chair area by a table where he could feel kind of cornered. He technically could have gotten out easy, but he could feel cornered. I don't know this dog. I just met this dog. So I don't know how this dog's going to react if I like grab the dog but to nope. go push because Get back. because Wayne swats at the dog. The dog growls and uh so I'm like I got to do something. I don't know this dog, so I know the cat better. I pick up the cat, and it was the worst fucking mistake of my entire life. He went into absolute panic survival mode that he was, did not know what was happening to him. This cat went nuts, and this is not an exaggeration. At least eight bites on my hands. I lost count because it was like munching. I could feel like the back of its like jaws crunching on my bones of my thumb mostly, my left thumb, and especially my right pinky. But I've got marks all over my hands, including, you know, this finger, the, what do you call it? An index finger on both hands got fucked up. I had no idea cats could do this much damage. I've always been like, I could kill a cat with my bare hands. Now I still think I could, but I would not walk away in any sort of healthy way. I would be fucked up far beyond what I was fucked up from this Wayne attack because Wayne was just like, I don't know what to do. I walked over to this cat tower and like, just let him launch off me, but within you, that walking space, you walked around the dog me too. Up. So he didn't. Yeah. He for all he knew, you were feeding him to the <laughs> yeah, dog. I could have been sacrificing the cat to the dog. He had no idea. So I don't blame the cat, but it fucked me up so bad. I end up running to the sink, and I'm just like shaking violently under Trembling. the sink, holding my hands under the water while blood and water just like mixes and goes into the sink. You go fully pale. Pull. Oh, I was. 
out. Like, and I was pretty okay up until this. Like, I was like, I guess I got COVID. My throat feels weird. Then the attack happens, and I'm shaking by the sink. And you're like, what can I do? And I, I of course, like, I'm like, do and, you need to go to the hospital? And me in panic mode, no. I'm just like, leave me alone. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, yeah. Makes me feel, <laughs> which I know that there's nothing that can be done, but it does make me feel bad that it's like, God damn it, I'm just trying to help. And you're just like, <laughs> go away. Go away. I was thinking more Michael Jackson from the Thriller video. Go away. <laughs> yes. Good job. So I'm shaking and bleeding, and it's some of like the worst pain I've ever felt. No, once again, no idea a cat could do this kind of damage. But of course, a cat can do that. You look kind like of you're damage. gonna pass out. I felt like I was gonna pass out, and then from that point forward, every single COVID thing that comes along, like stuffy nose, headache, body aches, all of it suddenly just takes off like within a brick wall. Like an hour, I am just hit. So I'm like. Must be in some sort of physical shock that it just like kicked everything off. Cats notoriously have Woo. disgustingly dirty mouths. Yeah. So then uh, people who listen to this podcast know eventually people convinced me like through like saying uh, mostly my cousin Melissa saying that her mom got blood poisoning from a cat. Everyone says like cat scratch fever and that doesn't scare me. I just think of the nuge. Somebody's got to say something like blood poisoning and then Sam goes <laughs> and you can google it and it's like more common than yep, you think it so is. people urged sam to go to the er but the people at the er were like why are you here yeah uh there was one lady who was kind but most of them were kind of just like i was like annoying them or something and i kept it's being always like, like that people I'm in the er are the worst i'm only here because people who work in this field who are in medicine and Anne marie said something that's, too that's what i was talking about Anne marie works in medicine i was like I was told to come here because I'm going to get an infection, like with this many bites. And you fucking did. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know about a blood infection, but they did give me antibiotics, which probably helped. But if like, you didn't have the antibiotics. is still not anywhere near right. But for a long time, I had like this big white pussy thing that would get like busted open every once in a while. And it would immediately fill right back up. Yeah. Like in no time. Yeah. If my, you were not on antibiotics, it would have been bad. Yeah. My left thumb, the tooth went under the nail. So there's like a wound underneath my nail. The only other time I've had that kind of pain, <laughs> this is a dumb story, was when I was on the road and I was trying to clean out an old bowl of really old ramen noodles and an old, <laughs> really strong, really stiff ramen noodle shoved its way under my thumbnail i would say like half the way and i had to pull it out and i remember just like laying in my car much like being bit by the cat just laying in my car just like crying just like how is there this much pain in my fucking hand well and it was but i guess it's because hands have like a bunch of nerve endings yeah hand injuries are the fucking worst. Oh, like they no matter how small it is it hurts a paper cut which you, I don't know if you've ever seen a picture of what a paper cut is actually like under no, a microscope. I don't want to. It a paper that terrifying. You see it. I've seen it once. I don't remember why, but you think that a piece of paper is just like this flat. It, oh, it's like serrated. I'm sure it's serrated. <laughs> so something like that is not a clean cut on your skin. It just rips it open. So that also has something to you do with cleaner, why it hurts so much. You'd have a cleaner cut with a blade. Absolutely. Than a piece and of paper. there are times when you can cut yourself with a blade and not necessarily know it or something oh, yeah. that's sharp. I've and been then, there. Or like you're maybe you're walking through the woods and you're around like uh, 
Spiny things? Yes. Sticky things? And you don't even know until you look down later because you're like, why is my leg kind of itchy? And you're like, oh, it's because it bled and dried. Because <laughs> I have seven of these things sticking out of my flesh And right I now. never felt the actual cut because it was it's always those really yeah. sharp, pointy ends. It's not like that with paper. So you, I mean, even changing your bandages the first time, you were just like sobbing on the floor. I was miserable. I could not believe the pain. But I mean, it's just confirmed that hand pain fucking hurts. And cat mouths are dirty as hell. <laughs> yeah. But since then, I was never mad at Wayne. Of course, right after it happened, I looked at him like, you motherfucker. I think you're like, I fucking, <laughs> which you've said, I fucking hate you to that cat every time that he's pissed you, like but really pissed you off. I don't, I don't really mean it. But you don't mean it. You're just angry. Angry. He just when he does things, he does things. He's, he does not. He's the least <laughs> fuck around cat I've ever Absolute, met in his life. In every aspect. But he was also he's just very protective of of himself. All and cats are. I was never mad at him for that. He's been sweet to me since. He was the sweetest he's been since the incident to me today because I cleaned out that back room when I was listening around or laying around. Listen to like music and he was just like, hey. he slept with me some nights when I had COVID. Like uh, there's something about animals knowing that their people aren't feeling well. That he, would they walk just... the, he would walk into the bedroom when I had COVID and I'd hear tink, tink. And I'd look up and he'd be holding a fucking knife and looking at me like this is next, you motherfucker. Like that scary video that you showed me of the dog with the machete in its mouth. <laughs> Holy shit. So anyway, this whole because we we do have things to talk about, but we have to turn. We do move need this, to get yeah. We do have to have a podcast. Well, yeah, but we need to move the story along because that didn't. Oh, that, that's, that's not, not the it. End. No, <laughs> because we were sick and bedridden for days, and then we have this brand new dog who's like two years old, maybe, maybe. She's young. She's energetic, she's and wild. she's clearly not been treated correctly. No, and I mean she, it, Sam and I can sometimes be very hand talky people and you could just she does not mean a cute way of saying we hit the dog <laughs> no you could just be talking with your hands and yeah. the dog could misconstrue that yeah. and just go to the floor absolutely and just cower i could just go like this no i mean just like what are you doing like, or hey, what are you doing or trying to get her to back up and she would just feel so like i'm so sorry i have to make it up to you and just try and burrow in you so it's yeah. like no go away I'm, I'm telling you to back up and, and then she, she gets harder forward. yeah so then she like pissed in the house a couple times yeah. i think they call it submissive urination you something said something like that and uh so that's been an issue with her and then you finally going back to work and her realizing oh sam's actually not here for most of the day, most days. Yes. Or he's outside doing something or and whatever. And also, Sam comes back. It's fine. But, I will be in and out. So just mass anxiety with this dog. We haven't mentioned to the podcast audience, this dog is a, is a little obsessed with me. She is fully obsessed with you. You are <laughs> clearly her favorite person, but you also picked her up. That's weird that that makes such a difference. I don't know if it does, but because I, I think she would have chosen you as her favorite anyway. You were Miss Clarence's favorite. Because I'm wild. I, yeah, there's just something about you, <laughs> and I'm just more. I'm way more laid back and nurturing. So I'm always like, I always have a cat laying on me, or <laughs> and I'm way more tackle you and go and yeah. run away. <laughs> so we and I'll play with her too, and you'll be you know sweet and affectionate. It's not like we don't overlap in those parts but my chin actually itches right now because she rubbed herself so much in my chin right before the podcast because she does that she just shoves her face into every part of my face and i can't do anything about it it's made my chin itchy like i'm getting allergic to her or maybe just she needs a bath she definitely needs a bath That's probably 100 percent um but she's been getting better mm -hmm. i found these not cheap 
uh, I mean, they're not super expensive, but they're not cheap. Uh, dog calming hemp treats CBD baby seem to be working hell yeah man uh so we have a drug dog but if that's what it takes to calm her down i'm willing to do it next is heroin if this stuff stops working for both me and finally sleeping that's we've i had to yell at her earlier while sam was talking and tell her to get back because she's just so she's big she's gonna be just like miss clarence i think in the end uh even barely I think she'll barrel out more, but I don't think she'll be like that. But just, you know, big. Floppy and floppy, dumb. Floppy. Just, yeah. Unaware of how big she is. Therefore, we'll take every and piece strong. of equipment out just with one walkthrough. In she, fact, she, rip- she already ripped my headphones out of the <laughs> jack earlier before we started the show. And almost off your head. Oh, I took them off the head because I knew it was about to happen. Yeah. And all I could hope for is that the extension in the middle comes apart so i'm not being mean to her it's sh- this dog in so many different ways just doesn't understand boundaries yet and it takes she's a- learning him she is but it's a process it's just not something that you can do like teaching a dog how to sit or shake or something because those are all just kind of like simpler and then they're like oh yes i learned this thing you said i'm a good girl I'm not going to forget this. Yeah. But something like stay the fuck away from me and give me <laughs> some personal space. She has a real problem with. So we're working on it. She's she's getting better slowly but surely. But it's been a it's just been an and eventful slash uneventful time for us. She's beautiful too. She's beautiful and she's one of the sweetest dogs I've ever met. But it's I will also say that her coming in because she wants to be let outside this morning and licking my lips and crawling into bed with me all forcefully so I'll get up and take care of her is annoying. Absolutely. On the weekends, I cannot seem to just wake up on my own anymore. No. <laughs> There's just a dog licking my lips and climbing into bed with me. Or Sam screaming. Or Sam randomly screaming because he <laughs> went to bed at 6.30 <laughs> and then 12 hours later is screaming the whole house awake. <laughs> That does seem to happen. The more sleep I get, you go deep. I go and deep, crazy. and my dreams get like bad, and then I have to yell myself awake. <laughs> it's funny that it's to the point though that if it when it happens, I'm just like, oh, I had a bad dream. Hopefully, I can fall back asleep. <laughs> well, it's gotten to the point where There's I no just go, concern. Ah! Whoops. Yeah, let's go back to sleep. <laughs> I know if you wanted to talk about it, like I'd totally listen. And but what I know you also don't need that. Don't. And I just need to go back to sleep because if it's <laughs> if it's anything between five o'clock and when I'm supposed to wake up, if something wakes me up, you're like fuck you. <laughs> it's so much harder to fall asleep Agreed. because the sun is coming up. And you start thinking about work that's happening soon. That and then which me I'm. For me, it's light and temperature are really big things. So the sun coming up just changes everything. You're like a goddamn chicken. You're supposed to get up with the sun. I'm supposed to anyway, but I can't fall asleep until like one o'clock in the morning naturally. (laughs) No matter what. So even if you look at me all day, you're like, I'm so tired. I wish I could just go to bed. And then you're like, don't take a nap on purpose. So you'll fall asleep in quotations. And then you still don't fall asleep till like one. I would say that my sleeping also has been rougher since COVID. And my late night munchies harder to rest. Oh, have yeah. been bigger. <laughs> I was talking with Bo last night and he he just mentioned a grilled cheese sandwich. And he was like, I'll make you the best grilled cheese sandwich or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to make myself a fucking grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> and then you're I'm literally like flipping it and still working on it. And you're like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> are you making and a you, grilled you cheese said, sandwich? 
Oh, mention a grilled cheese sandwich now. <laughs> it's funny because I talked to him until I fell asleep. I talked to him almost every day. And then this morning I get up and I'm forcefully shitting out that grilled cheese sandwich. And he sends me a message. And I'm just like, oh, I'm paying for it. He's just always there. Bo, you're the best. You're my, you're like my new best friend. Oh, my right foot fell asleep and now I got the needles. Well, you better wake Ow. it up because this is actually a couple of critics podcast and I'm Michelle. <laughs> I'm Sam. And we are a review podcast and we are here to, first of all, review COVID. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give that. Is this out of 10 rock and roll cats? I don't think this deserves rock and roll cats. Okay. This is one out of 100, and I'm giving it a negative 500. Oh, wow. COVID can suck a fucking dick. I've been, people are like, oh, it's just like the flu. And yeah, like I had a lot of flu symptoms, but I had flu, sim- flu is the, was over in a few days. For, yeah. In f- the flu is never fucked with my head there still. There's something else to it. It's hard to even describe. My head still feels not all there, so... Typical Michelle with her bad memory. It, it hasn't gotten better since COVID. By I the will way, say you that. started to I'm lose sorry. like smell and taste, but it didn't go all the way away, and then you got it back. It came right? back pretty quickly. I never lost any of that. It stuff. was only like a day or and two. My, my appetite after like Wednesday was fine, and I was eating like a fucking animal from like Wednesday on. I, mean, I was eating like Skyline, and I'm sick. <laughs> I and I, I already said this to you then, but I attribute that to. You don't like soup, and the closest thing to soup that you can stomach <laughs> is chili. With noodles and cheese. Mm. That's just a byproduct of it, but... It's just like when I would get hung over, I, the worst thing in the world would be to eat Skyline, and all I wanted was Skyline. I also think just kind of taking it easier than you normally do, and your body is just so kind of depleted from the inside that it's finally like, I need calories, Absolutely. even if it's not good. Because I'm used to putting a lot of calories into my body. Well, and what I saw, what I read is I, it's like polyphagia or something is what it's called. Yeah, I like that band. And it is. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, it is over. It's excessive eating and weight gain, but I haven't gotten there yet. And I and it's post COVID and it's a lot of people have dealt with this. I remember even watching something and Andrew Santino said that he ate like a fucking horse. <laughs> That there is just something that some people have as a side effect of getting COVID that when you're starting to get better, you just... Your body's just like, give it to me. I need it all. I need more than what I usually get. And I think I've done that a handful of times. I'm giving COVID a 22 out of 100 because I got to sit around and do nothing, which I never get to do. And I was guilt-free about it, which never happens. I went back to work before you, but I I worked from home. I played some golf on on the uh, PlayStation uh, I ate like a pig. I started watching Dark Shadows again, which was a mistake, but I still did it anyway because it's not ah, going to be watched from here on that's out. That's for sure have. Oh, you good. have been watching. Yes. How are you doing that? Oh, look. This is the mid-Atlantic acting voice. There's oh, the dog. Look who found her way over here because she doesn't fucking listen. She's going to rip every single <laughs> yep, fucking here we go. Out. Here we go. She's got to be under the table. Luckily, the under the table cords aren't too bad. All right. Do you want to get to the reason we are here? Uh, it's the reason for the season, the and I think reason. it's time to uh, move this along, sir. Well, it's my week, everyone. By the way, I apologize for missing a week. We were too sick to do anything, and we didn't bank because we didn't think we were going to be sick. And I, I, I tried so hard to get you to bank I an know, extra episode I before know. you went you on the road. You blame me. I take the blame. It's not about blame. but Oh, I, it is, and well, I'll take it. <laughs> you were stressed out. Before you go on the road, you had have like 
pre-road stress and I got to make sure and I haven't been in in a while creating things and working on new songs (laughs) that it got cut what five days short yeah most of the way (laughs) you you still have to play the gathering of the juggalos which was a fun experience I mean I saw all sorts of naked people walking around I should have gotten naked the one place I could have potentially been comfortable with my body and I didn't do it well I recently watched that Woodstock 99 documentary and there were a lot of naked people there too yeah swimming around and poop and pee before that happened there were a lot of people just walking around and stuff and then that's when a lot of men just started uh, groping and sexually assaulting women that's and horrible some of them were raped and they were very, that's awful. like 15 year olds and shit getting Horrifying. raped I have seen dudes in pits get cheap grabs, go for cheap grabs on ladies. And thankfully, every time I've seen it personally, they've been dealt with by Good. the crowd. They As they should be. They, I'm not yeah. usually one who is rah-rah for violence. But if you're going to sexually assault someone and just try and grab something. Well, the problem is it's, it's not, not yours. Get, nothing is going to be done law-wise. Oh, absolutely So not. we have to take care of it right then and there. <laughs> I, I absolutely respect that at a lot of shows, or at least in, from what you've from told what me. I've been in. From what I've personally seen. That a lot of people are just like, no, you can't do that. The worst one I saw was... Uh, uh, and like an Ozfest, it was an Ozfest, and I swear it was forty fucking people who just rallied on one, this one guy person. and just as a wave, just kicking the shit out of him on the way out of the pit. Just it, pushed him out like twenty feet of forty people hitting him. That's kind of beautiful. <laughs> it was insane. And again, I'm not a violent person, <laughs> but that's kind of fantastic. All right, we're here today to listen to my album. This album is an interesting one. It's technically called, the band is called Punky Brewster. The album is called Cooked on Phonics. Now, really? This is an album by... Really, guys? Really, guys? This is by a Canadian musician named Devin Townsend who did this uh, album. We'll get into who Devin Townsend is here as we listen to it. The first song is called Recipe for Bait. Now, there's going to be sections in this uh, album where it's like a guy talking. It's a whole narrative story. There's a lot of not songs happening. There's a yeah. lot of... It's it's skits to get into the next song. Yeah, because it's a whole concept situation. Absolutely. And it's a lot like Joe's Garage, if you ask me, with the... Uh, but the music isn't the nearly central as central scrutinizer. Well, that's for... I would agree, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I like this album. Uh, well, yeah, right. but... <laughs> First song, recipe, recipe for baits. Now this guy death metal band named Cryptic Corner became the punk phenomenon of the century. Just for this part, because when, when the music kicks in, it won't need to be this high. Our story begins at a crappy little pub on a cheap beer night where our heroes are about to take the stage. This, although they don't know it yet, will be the last show they play as the infamous Cryptic Corner and the birth of the music business little babies, Punky Brewster. Let's listen in, shall we? Now that is Devin Townsend doing this stuff. Devin Townsend wrote pretty much all these songs. I read that uh, he recorded this. Here we go. What was it say? Townsend says the album took a week and a half to write, six days to record, 12 hours to mix. Yes, this came out in 1996, March 19th. Now, the whole basis of this is it's a death metal band called Cryptic Corner who make absolutely no money because that's death metal, which is why this is speaking to my soul. Not Corner. Coronor. Coronor. 
So for me, this has like, I, I can hear this bar. I can see this bar. Now people wouldn't usually be laughing, but but I've I've been around bands that do this. They talk. Death metal bands talk in this voice in between songs. It's ridiculous. And I've heard bands sound exactly like this. This is what I I well, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is not what this album is. And no, thank fucking goodness because when I heard this the first time I was like, oh no. <laughs> Because well, I also still had COVID head, and I was like, oh, like yeah. I had a headache for the entire time. And these tones are not going to be good for it. I mean, he is on purpose getting the shitty death metal sound. He knows all the genre stuff so well, Devin Townsend, that he knows how to make it comedic for a guy like me, who's like into this scene and goes, yep, heard a lot of bands that sound exactly like that. Now they broke a string. The whole skit is that this cryptic corner band breaks a string and they end up tuning guitars up and they're going to become a punk band accidentally. And that's the whole story. It's not really an accident. He tells the drummer just... Yeah. Isn't he told... He's like, play a punk beat. Yeah, so... I just don't know why it happens. There's no real reason why it happens, but, but it leads into... they just talk shit about the entire time. The whole rest of the album is about how... People that make this kind of music are in it for the money. And they're just and they're selling out to corporations. It. Absolutely. And so I want to know, who are the bands at around this time that are fake punk that they're referring to? Well, I read that he was talking about like Green Day and like Sum 41, maybe. I don't know. Sum 41 wouldn't have been out in 96. Right, so let's look up punk albums. So like, oh, what, like, uh... uh the Offspring, but they're let's not go, really... Let's go 1995, right? Or should we go 96? March, April, May? January, February, March, April. It would have been inspired from something around like 94, 95, I would think. So whatever was popular then. Punk albums of 1995. Green Day Insomniac. Uh, AFI. AFI's been around that long? Oh, yeah. I don't know any songs by them. I just know their name. No Doubt, Tragic Kingdom comes out. 1995. But they were more like ska. I never thought of them as being punk. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's where I also put my brain as growing up a death metal guy. We also have a fake fight in our heads getting into that genre. <laughs> we're like, for some reason, we have to choose a genre and go, that's the enemy. It's funny. <laughs> it's so funny because the kids who are trying so hard to be like counterculture are seen kids. Absolutely. Like, There's no such thing as a counterculture anymore. No, like you're you almost have to do polka or something truly counterculture yeah. to be a punk anymore. <laughs> because there was just a group of like metal kids that were all friends with each other. So yeah. it's not like And we all wore the same shirts and we all bought stuff from the same place. Who, by the way, was just, being manufactured by the same people who were making, like, Old Navy and shit. Yeah, you just thought that it was better because it was your preference. Because it was black and it was torn, man. <laughs> I will give you guys credit because I always hung out with you guys. I always hung out with the fucking metal kids. Well, within that mentality, you do find stuff that isn't mainstream. So you do get, like, a little bit off of it. But your whole mentality getting there is most of the time bullshit. But I think that you're trying to find something that's, like, more intelligent. Honestly. True. That's exactly what's going on. Because I think there is a condescension to liking death metal or alternative Absolutely. stuff and being like, and you just don't understand. It's okay. 100%. <laughs> that, I, that there's just like, I'm 
I can handle more sounds and more more things, yeah. so I'm just more like... I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little more sophisticated and can handle this delicacy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So. When I finally got to the point of, oh, they're just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then everyone from the outside was like, they're such assholes. Oh, yeah. That's why I think I got along with this, the scene kids, is because I was an asshole. I just didn't look like you. You just weren't an asshole like that no, <laughs> in that I, world. I just opened... I was... I don't know. I think I was open to a lot of it, though. Because I, I... Like I said, Sheree would make me CDs with mixed stuff, and I would be like, oh, like I see why she likes this. Well, that's why I... I thought this album might be okay because it does have punk stuff to it. Now, even in his punk ways or trying to write punk, pop punk songs on this album, yeah. I still think they're pretty metal for being punk songs. Like the way he sings, he's still going, like, he's not singing like a punk. It's all over the place. Because he's like a metal guy. He's had bands like a Strappy Young Lad, they played a metal band. The Devin Townsend experience, it's a metal band. He sang on one Steve Vai album. You know okay. who Steve Vai is, right? He played guitar for Zappa for a little bit. Yes. Um, can you get down, Clements? I think that's better than being up Thank on the you. window, still. So. Oh, God. Oh, she's coming back over here. But, like, this Devin Townsend dude is a legend in metal and, like, rock and roll. He knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. I've never heard of him, but I've heard of Pete Townsend and his uh, movie collection. <laughs> <laughs> That was a child pornography joke for those who didn't know. Jeez, jeez. I like child pornography jokes. <laughs> um, I don't really know much about Devin Townsend, though. I've seen him twice. I've seen Strapping Young Lad once, and I saw them open for Symphony X, Devin Townsend Experience. Was it more like Symphony X? It's... When he did uh, his experience? It's more progressive, yeah, but he's still got his voice where he's like got to scream and he's also got to sing to it there's sometimes he gets real like tranquil and gets like almost chanty i think like he could i think he's got such an understanding of music he can just do whatever he wants to do and he does like different genres of stuff i think he's one of those dudes who even might release like three albums at a time and each one is completely different different, which i respect of a guy that's that good and he has that much of a following someone recently did that i don't remember who it was but they released it for like they released like three different versions, and it was like three different colors. It was it was that fucking Shania Twain documentary that I watched. Never mind, <laughs> she did it. But it was it was actually really good and shocking. Uh, but yeah, I think it was something like she made three different versions of an album that they all came out the same day to like kind of this one's more pop, this one's more country, and this one I think is like more international. I like that. The Hank Three would or did that that one time. You know, this one's the country, this one's the death metal, and this one's the, like, alternative. Mm-hmm. I like when people do that. I've wanted to do I that. I kind of feel like... That's a lot of work, though. Unless you got a big name and big clout, I almost think it's kind of stupid to release albums right now. Until you get to, like, a, I don't know. It does weird... make sense to be more single-based right now because people just like smaller pieces of things. Yeah, and you seem to be able... You seem to need content now. It's not even about... It is about quality, but it's also about consistency. Consistency is a lot because people, and it's not even people's fault of like losing interest. It's that people won't really see it because of algorithms and bullshit. That's true. And people have always liked consistency. Even when it was TV in like the 60s, you would be like, Wednesday night is my show. Mm -hmm. Or if you're a soap opera person, 
I get this five days a week. And if it's not there, I'm going to freak the fuck out. I tape this while I'm at work. <laughs> sorry, Chris, by the way. we Sorry we missed the episode. <laughs> oh, Chris. Yeah, that's right. I did want to shout out to you, Chris. We love you. Thanks for being our biggest fan. <laughs> right, I'm going to move on to the next song. It's called Fake Punk. That's going to be like the whole motif throughout the whole rest of this album is just... We're doing this for money. We figured out death metal made us no money. This will make us money. This is like an Irish, uh, like a flogging Molly sound. Yes, yes. I've seen flogging Molly. I knew flogging Molly because of Sheree putting songs on. And I was like, oh, I like this. No one else was listening to it. It wasn't. There is something that's cool about listening to shit that's underground. And everyone isn't listening to. And I feel like you're in a club. Absolutely. You're so in a club without being in the club. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, I don't like those people. I don't want to be with them. But I do want a collective of people that think like me. You were literally the kids in chat rooms just, like, sharing music and sharing things back and forth with, like, not not you, but I mean, like, that group of people. Sheree had way more friends online yeah. Oh, yeah. than she did in, in I life. I just had an interesting thought. People that were, like, more seen as preppy or athletic people, do... Did they share their type of music with each other? I, Were they that I, into their type of music? Maybe. Because like kids like me, we obsessed over it. It was our whole fucking personality. Even one time we saw Jeff know. Tate and all my friends came to see me do my one stand-up thing. And they were all wearing band shirts. And I remember Jeff Tate looked over and he was like, hey, I like music too. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we make it our whole fucking personality. So, yeah. I, you know, like... I'm sure there's athletic kids. And I bet it's more now that you, everyone has headphones in all the time. Well, and I I think I think it's probably still something that happens because there's so much out there right yeah, now. Yeah. But I think just maybe the things that are bonding those kids aren't as musically based. It's ah. more like actual physical activity like We go play sports. basketball, and on the way to basketball, we listen to this. But yes. we don't talk about it. We just listen to it. it because it's not what drives us. We don't sit around in air conditioning and go, listen to this. <laughs> or watch this. That was with me with horror movies and Kent, too. Like, what did you find now, Kent? Land on me, dude. <laughs> I think that's why there's something different about our generation as well, because we're so media-based. I think everyone is media-based now. It's just in a totally different way. That's the kind of what I mean. They can just share a, a video. It doesn't feel as like you're into it but you're watching way more content than you were before things are also just so accessible it can fly right over your head right now yeah. whereas we and, can and, forget about and, it even if you saw it and sharing things is so easy that someone can like be like here listen to this song and like share it with you and you can just pretend that you listened to it and didn't yeah. where if someone literally like gave you a mixed cd or a tape you're gonna listen to that because how else are you going to get that song? You're going to have to go out yourself and find it in a store. Or I'm going to have to listen to the radio it. or the CDs I have that I've already heard a million times. Why not listen to this? So it was just, it was such a more intimate, personal way of sharing something that I think that people were willing to take it in more versus just, I'm sharing 800 memes a day and it all just 
is it just doesn't mean anything it's just so much that you're just constantly getting hit with all this shit that none of it is as special as it used to be or at least that's how it feels that's how it feels but we're also of that age so say but i wonder (laughs) if like a 19 year old is like no it all retains i'm fine what the fuck are you talking about i feel that the (laughs) audience listening to this are all Um, around our age or maybe a little older so they would understand understand that yeah all right let's move on this is a song called well, it just says easy dollar sign dollar sign. It's but easy come on, money. It's easy money. <laughs> easy money, baby. That's uh, Eddie Money's little brother. <laughs> I'd uh, say nephew. I haven't told you how I found this album or how I this album's given upon me. Absolutely zero. This album was given to me by a guy that we both know that came into our lives later and gave me a special piece of wood with four wheels on it. Keith. Oh, okay. Yes, the man who introduced me to skateboarding and said I'm a skateboarder now. Uh, it's the same dude who gave me this album because he thought I'd like the whole idea of, like, you know, making certain music to make money. I had no idea it came from Keith. Yeah. No I've, been, Keith. I've been holding on to that this whole time. But, yeah, Keith gave me this, and then I I might be remembering it incorrectly. Uh, I think I remember looking into it and being like, Oh, it's Devin Townsend and him being like, I don't know who that is. And being like, you're listening, you've been listening to his album the whole time, but you just know this as Punky Brewster. And then I came into it like, oh, it's Devin Townsend, this fucking the historic metal guy. Metal guy? Yeah. <laughs> who has like, in Strapping Young Lad, Gene Hoagland plays drums for him. And Gene Hoagland is one of like the most respected metal guys. Hey, you come right here. I can just sit right here. There are just so many cables yeah, right here. True. I just I want her it's about to learn that to, this is not the es- area to come to establishing boundaries. Yes. It can't be okay sometimes. That's true. And You're right. It will You're confuse right. her. You're right. I love you, girl. I really do. <laughs> but you're a lot of work. <laughs> um, I haven't really talked about the production of this album. Usually I talk about like the tones that I like. This do you is- like this tone? <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite. I feel like this is supposed to be a pop punk song, but to me, there's still it's way more punk than pop, and it's a little bit metal to me. The this, way he's screaming, this does not sound like Good Charlotte to me. No, if Good Charlotte went, yeah, I'd be all about it. No, I wouldn't. It'd probably still suck musically, but I like. Motivate me. But none of these tones on here are like. I'm like, ooh, I love it, and I think it's because he recorded it so fast. <laughs> This is a guy from ACDC voice right now, so I fucking hate this. Oh, I like this voice. It's got a, I've always loved Devin Townsend's uh, high scream voice. It is piercing. It's... <laughs> yeah, I like this part. Fuck. Give me punk rock. Give some of that punk rock cash. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely more skits. He definitely sticks true to an idea. Where you put everything back here? Which thing? Doggy, get out of there! She's literally like very delicate in a tripod. Like, oh, I don't like this. You should move her back. If I try and move her back, she's just gonna come in further. Yeah, she's stupid. Right, I'm going to try while the metal coalition talks to each other. We're out for world domination now. 
Yes, but we must get rid of these voices. They are holding us back. Should we go higher? Would that be more accessible? Yes. This sounds like Death Clock. I want. She's not listening. The dog does not listen to you. This dog is terrible. It does if you literally kick her away like I just did and it worked. <laughs> I didn't kick her, but I moved her with my feet. Boundaries. I don't think you understand. I don't think you understand. I, I do not. Explain it to me, please. It is bootlicking rock. Oh, bootlickers. That's been brought up a lot lately. <laughs> uh, you brought up Death Clock, and yeah, but this is way before Death Clock. It was, but that had a very... That Death Clock guy's it's voice. because he also took the same idea that for some reason Death Metal guys in between songs still go like this. <laughs> I can't remember his name. It's Brendan Small? Brendan Smalls, yes. Not Fraser. What? Brendan Fraser. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Brendan Fraser? Yeah, but I don't know why you made that connection. Because you said Brendan. And I and Smalls. And I said, yeah, not Fraser. It was a real quick throwaway joke that should have yeah. just been gone over. It sure was. <laughs> but someone had to stumble on that curb. Because it didn't make any sense. And I was confused. Oh, it totally made sense. And now I'm talking like this as well. I'm going to talk like the girl from Theranos. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Holmes. From what? Theranos. It's my new company. You don't even need needles anymore. What? You don't know about Theranos. No. And Elizabeth Holmes. No. It's a whole story. Oh. It's a whole news thing. And then I started finally watching this docu-series. Not docu-series, but they made a show about it. She's just this girl who lied to a lot of people and got all this money to make this fake machine that you would just have to do this little like prick thing in your hand and you could put your just a drop of blood into a machine and it would tell you if you had all these different kinds of what? diseases but she could ne they could never obviously make yeah. the machine to make it work but yeah. she kept lying to people to get more financing and saying that it was much oh, further along than it was King Diamond territory by the way yeah I know I know yeah <laughs> And it's funny because you're getting, you're not listening to the darkness, but you've been watching a lot of the Justin Hawkins videos. Yeah, he's got a YouTube channel called Justin Hawkins Rides Again. And you bringing that up has made me again. I've been listening to the darkness again because I did I did kind of stop for a little bit, but that album is so good. Dust, it's 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 like two steps removed from King Diamond to where you can handle it. <laughs> and it has to be, because I love when Chris Cornell really gets into it. Well, I think both those guys have more of a an edge in there. They're like, wah! And there's like a like more of a edge. King Diamond is just like... Clean and hot. <laughs> I can't even do it. <laughs> yeah, you can. Not clean. I gotta go... This right here totally sounds like something that you would listen to. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, if I heard this, I'd be like, yeah, Sam probably would enjoy, especially now, with that yeah! coming in. <laughs> yeah, fired metal guy. Yeah, fired metal guy. It, I will say this, the whole concept of this album gets just kind of like, just repeat, repeat, repeat for the most part. There's just little examples like, 
record company. Like trying to show a punk girl that he's not metal so he can have sex with her. Or like later when he gets a chain wallet, which is always a funny concept to me that you got to get your costume in order so you can beat punk. That's like you said just a little bit ago about everybody wearing the same shirts. Absolutely. I did not. I skipped all this shit on the second listen. Okay, okay. As soon as the song would be over, I was like, because eh, I the first listen, I was the first listen, I was just like, at first I laughed about it, and like in the beginning of it, and then I was just like, oh god, and it was it had everything to do with how I felt. Yeah, I can see that. And I was just like, okay, I don't like this. So then the second listen, I was more turned off to it, like just kind of whatever but I made it a point to listen to this and read the lyrics and I was going to do it last night but I didn't I did it this morning and I felt and it wasn't even necessarily the lyrics like meaning something it's just that it all made more sense it didn't make sense because I couldn't understand what was going on and couldn't like see it the first I time I think that's metal, metal and aggressive vocal style music in general so I really just decided myself to give it more more its due because everything deserves more than I think I've been giving it for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I did make sure I actually read lyrics and knew what was going on. Well, and I'm I didn't skip anything today. Effort. And I actually listened to everything thoroughly. Uh, this song... So you're welcome. This song sounds exactly like when Slayer did a punk album. Um, did I did have you talked about this before? I love this. Cuz this doesn't sound familiar to me. I love this Slayer punk album. It might be my favorite uh, Slayer album. Are they very well known for this punk album or like like is it liked by people or do people try to forget that it happened? Uh, I don't know if people forget that it happened, but here, here's an example. You heard that song before. It was very and screaming. This is Slayer. I hate you. It has like a communal vibe feeling to it. Wait, this is the wrong song. Damn it, I forgot. I still have that song in my head. It's supposed to be. I'm holding on to it as long as I can. Uh, here we go, this song. This does not give me the same feel at all. This oh, is really? just much heavier. Uh, to me, it was him doing this. And then it was like, like it still has that like communal buddy punk friend we're pals vibe this is I'm I'm mad and I'm pretending that it's punk <laughs> that just because album. we're speeding it up but this is the beginning again <laughs> this is the Devin Townsend damn it what about this it still just has a much more I, I would consider this much easier to digest for someone like me on my end of the like side of the whole thing. I, I, I get that versus this like because the Slayer punk album sound. I mean, that's to me like I get I could hear what they're doing, but it's so much more metal. <laughs> it's balls to the wall that whole <laughs> album. It's it's an album that Kent Hiltz and I agree completely on that it might be the best Slayer album and it's actually mostly covers. I probably look like Rudolph right now. My being, nose is very red. <laughs> being in this room with all these fucking cobwebs and all this dust 
my nose is so itchy. I've just been digging at it the entire time we've been doing this. I've had uh, sinus issues because I clean that back room and there's always so much cat hair and stuff and it's just floating up. Yeah, there's dust and cat hair everywhere. I need to deep clean everything. I hate it. Let's do one more song. It's called Wallet Chain and then we'll go to break. You had a wallet chain. Yes, I did. Which is why this song makes me fucking laugh because it's this... This is all the exact feeling I have when you're like, because he's like, oh, I just got my package, a new wallet chain. And the whole song's about like, I can be cool now because I've got my wallet chain. And you have to like wear certain things. And you have to like fit certain codes to mm-hmm. be punk when that's not the whole punk mentality. That's why I fucking love at punk shows when guys show up in suits and you're like, that guy's the most punk fucking guy here and he's going to be the craziest one in the whole fucking pit. Watch out for him. And nine times out of ten, it is the craziest fucking guy. I figured this, this album sounds like would... a new wave. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping this album would be a little easier on you. Because I knew it was metally and I knew it was aggressive, but I knew there was like at least tone to it that you could understand. <laughs> I just I I had a bad attitude because I wasn't feeling well and I had a headache the first two times I listened to it. I could fuck you up bad. So this was uh, yeah I just I feel really good that I flipped something in my brain and was like I'm gonna come at this differently and I feel like I should do that more often because I feel like I've been I don't know. You got a little poo-pooing you? I think I've just maybe not been as open to your things as I should be. I was gonna say it's what I what helps me get into your album stuff is I do a little research and a little work and it opens a window that I can get into the house now. That's what it that's what only reading the lyrics did. Like I feel like I I did the absolute bare minimum of just knowing what was going on <laughs> without actually doing that. But I, I also don't want to do too much research on something that you're doing because I don't want to take like talking points away from you since each person kinda takes charge on their own album. I don't want to, like, step on your shoes and... Well, sometimes I don't do any research on albums, and I kind of need you. <laughs> but I've been trying not to do that. I read as much as I could about this album, which is how I found out that uh, Devin Townsend actually pooped in Steve Vai's guitar case one time. And that was a really funny story. <laughs> I... The whole story is, is he pooped in his guitar case. <sighs> I do not have public poop fears. I can shit in a bathroom in a public place no matter what. I think if I were trying to just shit in someone's something and not a toilet, I think it would be hard for me. I don't really know. I've only been around another person shitting into something that was not a toilet, and they did just fine. Well, that's them. (laughs) I'm also... We don't need to hear these parts. I told you the what? gist. What? You just said it's the whole album. I know, but these people can go listen to the album if they want. I told them the gist of the fucking We're here for, the, we're the, here for the gist of the music. And we're not here to, like, you listen to the album and we're just talking over it. You're here to listen to our opinion about the album, and then you can listen to the album to dive in further if you please. Otherwise, every week we would not do an episode. We would just post it and be like, listen to this album this <laughs> exactly. week. Exactly. All right. I want to go out listening to some Strapping Young Lad, which is Devin Townsend's metal metal band where he gets Gene Hoagland, uh, master of drumming, to drum for him. This is a song called Love with a question mark, and I hope I chose one where they get heavy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking metal, dude. Alright. I'm not a big Strapping Young Lad fan, by the way. They were okay live. It's a little too, uh... I would call this dancey. But he can sing. Yeah, like he Jonathan can Davis. <laughs> no way. This is not a Jonathan. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back. Bye 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 bye. Couple of Critics Podcast presents a poem. Oh my god, so here hath been dawning, that's me, another blue day. Oh, mayest thou not let it slip useless away. Oh my god, I can't even believe out of eternity this new day was born. Into eternity at night will return. Oh my god, behold it aforetime. No, I ever did. So soon it forever from all eyes is hid. You can't hide from me. Oh my god, here have been dawning. That's me. Another blue day. Think. Wilt thou that it slip useless away? Is this Devin Townsend does Zappa? I'm gonna say Devin Townsend likes Zappa, yes. song called Yucky Lung from Devin Townsend. That sounds like Frank Zappa. He had yucky yucky lungs. (laughs) Yeah, he did have yucky lungs. That album came out in 2021. That's why I played it, because it was some recent Devin Townsend. So it looks like he's... He just does whatever he wants. I'm sure he has his own studio and can just make music constantly he's had his own studio for a long time without relying on other people Uh, he actually released this uh punky brewster album out on his own label originally called heavy devi records i did read that so there you go he's a do-it-yourself kind of guy he's a diy guy i I like it when people are like that when they just want to get their shit done and they don't want other people putting their fucking two cents into it i think that that is what a lot of comedians are doing now with their specials absolutely they are shooting the specials and paying the money up front and then selling it to someone so that way and usually only for a period of time and then they still own it well smart fucking way but that way it's already done and it's you take this as it is you Mm -hmm. can't change anything because that's what it is you either want it or you don't that's so smart. And then some people are just putting things on YouTube because it's better to get the exposure and get people to buy tickets to your shows. And if it's original content, it's yours. It's yours. And you'll get that uh, ad revenue of four cents. Hey, we got no ad revenue. So four cents ad revenue would have been a big fucking deal. <laughs> we get nothing. All right. Let's start this album again. This next song is called Heinous Anus. Really don't know what it's about, but I just know it's called Heinous Anus. I think it's just how every anus is heinous. I was wondering if it was like talking about the stink that bands tend to have. That someone in this van has a fucking heinous anus. I, I, I read about it because I, I read all of the lyrics on Genius. This is that. This is that oi oi sound. 
I never noticed there was a little harmonica action going on. <laughs> it's Punky Brewster. What's the album? I forget. Cooked on phonics. That's right. Thank you. Right here. Released in 1995. And this is Heinous Anus. Please tell me my guess is correct as I yawn. This is about having diarrhea. From food on the road? 10 a.m. and I hit the alarm. It's been five short hours since I tied one on. On my way to the kitchen for my morning cup, I got to run to the can before my bowels erupt. Grab my knees and howl like a dog. I've got a 10-inch long jalapeno lug. (laughs) (laughs) You can keep that tie. Yeah, I think I'll pass. I ain't got a week to nurse my ass. So, yeah, it's all about. (laughs) So that was a minute and 11 second long song about diarrhea. Uh Uh-huh. I'm all I'm on board. I'm absolutely on board. <laughs> Most of this punk and metal and stuff is actually in my wheelhouse. Like, you know, there's certain there's certain punk songs and certain punk sounds that I'm not into. Ooh, it's getting a little thundery. We got some thunder. You know, like I got like some thunder earlier, in my thighs, bitch. Good Charlotte. It's just not my tone. The way they play the guitars, it's not my thing. Some forty one. Uh, Blink-182, all are, those bands. But they're all still a form of punk. Yeah, they're all a form of punk that I don't like. Yeah. He has hit most every punk song on here, punk in quotations, is a style that I'm into. And I'm going to say he was into. He just... I don't You can think, poke fun at things that you like as well. I and, know, but and, I don't think these songs are relative of what he's making fun of. It's not poppy enough to me. Like, it's not in the mainstream punk enough still. It does not sound like Green Day, especially Insomniac at this time. I mean, that is how I felt when you played that Slayer punk song. But to me, there's so much metal that the metal just encompasses it. Like, it just (laughs) swallows the punk to me. So I feel like this is also so punk that I agree that I don't really... That's why I had to ask, like, who is he even talking about? Because if these are supposed to be kind of like pastiches or whatever, or like parodies, it's... I it, it, It's of heavier punk bands. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not able to compare these sounds to what he's actually trying to talk about exactly. because he is not really able to lessen himself down he's to He's so where, metal... It's bleeding through. The aggression is bleeding through from his metal. And I think even punk bands like I listen to, he would listen to the same ones. Like, this is the punk I like. The aggressive, right next to metal mm-hmm. <laughs> punk. And like some metal that I like came out of that punk. It just played faster. And uh, with a guy going, Bleh! instead of a guy going, Bleh! all right, let's move on. This next song is called Heavy Metal Mama. I don't. I think hey, the, the song is just basically about mama. how he wants a he wants a lady, but he wants a heavy metal mama because they're secretly heavy metal guys doing punk. Like this is not green. She just this snuck is right maybe in. Maybe a Green Day riff. She doesn't listen. The music, yes, but the vocals are absolutely not. And the aggression that's behind it. Pretty fucking metal, dude. <laughs> yeah, brother. I think he even said you're a metal enough for me. The whole song is about like 
taking a punk girl and just being like, eh, she's metal enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I think one of the lines was something like, if she has metal in her nose and she's... She's metal, metal enough, enough for me. me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that is a thing. I've never dated a heavy metal girl, so I would never know. You kind of did. Oh, I guess Britney would count, yeah. but... I mean, like, a heavy metal girl. Yeah, that looks that, the like, part. That, looks the part. Uh... I wonder if you do have to be like, yeah, some of the bands she likes are pretty fucking lame, but... Oh, for sure. <laughs> but she's metal enough. <laughs> I, just, I think that's usually how it goes. I've always thought dating a girl that did all that metal shit would be really exhausting. <laughs> you, like, I don't want to be around someone else like me. <laughs> not just that. I think that that stuff is higher maintenance. It's a different form of a high maintenance. Absolutely. It's like you're still putting on just as much makeup. You're still putting you're spending on just as much time as time on your hair. Maybe even more. Yeah. Because you have to put all your piercings in your face and you have to do your makeup and you have to make it look, you know. It's just as involved. It's just a completely different look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think that at, to the core, you just like a down to earth, low maintenance I do. person. I do. Because I'm a down-to-earth, low-maintenance person. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine being like, I've been waiting an hour for her to get out of the bathroom. No. I'd be like, okay, I left 55 minutes ago. <laughs> I can be showered and dressed in 10 minutes. Hell yeah. I would probably take longer to get ready than you do. Well, that's just because I'm like moving slow. And I'm like, oh, I got to find clothes. Well, I don't. I usually don't try to spend a lot of time in the shower anyway. There's just better things to do, like sit. I like a little death metal tone coming out here. That was a joke. Yeah. You made a joke! Oh yeah, it's fine. It doesn't matter. It wasn't funny. I was listening to that death metal tone. Most of them aren't. See, I like that. I like that. Wow! That he's got. Well, I think that's fine. Earlier, it had an ACDC sound that I didn't like. In that I kind of thought they were the same. In the one song. No, this has more of a fucking guy from Offspring sound in his voice. <laughs> Just the song. It does. I think his voice sounds different. I mean, he's doing, he's pulling something different in each song. Oh, yeah. And I think that's pretty cool talent that he's got that much vocal control that he can do something new on this. Because, like, I would say this sounds different than the Strapping Young Lad stuff I played before. I would also say it sounds different than that. Well, we didn't hear any vocals on that. But I did that. I was looking, listening to songs through that new album, trying to find a song that would work. And, uh... In our hero's bedroom... I just let this play. as they say in Canadian, bedroom, the following tragedy occurs. Oh, I don't need to play this part. Good. good. I like that little Canadian joke at himself. Since he's Canadian. Well, I looked up when I looked at the lyrics, it was maybe the first song and it was the introduction. And he says about, but in the lyrics, it was spelled a boot. A boot? <laughs> so the whole thing is you clearly. Oh, and he's comedic. He's done other concept albums. He's got this thing called like Ziltoid, where it's a puppet that's like a lizard space creature. And when he does it live, he like the Ziltoid takes over like the whole screen and they'll be like, Devin Townsend, you piece of shit. Sounds Who are like, these fucking idiots here? <laughs> sounds like a Democrat to me. A, demo- a Democrat? An alien lizard person. Oh, yeah. We're looking at you, Hillary. Killery. 
and Obama <laughs> smell like sulfur making the frogs I gay. came up with a political uh, skateboard idea today. I and know. part of me was like, I like it, but might be a little edgelord, but edgelord might sell, so you, I don't really care. Don't you have a skateboard from Keith? That's like Donald Trump. I did in a uh, it was, white I, hood. It's still a sticker <laughs> on my uh, toolbox. It's uh, someone pulling off a hood of a KK member, and Donald Trump is a KK under, member is underneath the robe. Oh, but, there's the rain. Here comes the rain. All right, let's move on. This is a song called "Crusty's at the Ivanhoe." Now, every time I hear this, do you know what a crusty is? Well, I know that it is a guy who plays guitar for one. That helps. I know. To me, when I hear this crusty Ivanhoe, I think of like a crusty eye, like an eye crust oh, gotcha. that we all get in the mornings. They, I think some people call it sleep. I have sleep in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. Eye boogers. Heard that phrase it's, before. It's I, That's what they are. Making me check now. Or I have to do the. Oh, there's a little bit of crust in the corner. Um, That's what a crusty is. Is also what a crusty oh, is. Also a delicious piece of bread, and a clown on The Simpsons. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was even thinking about this crusty. There are certain sections of punks called crusties or crusts. They are always dirty. They don't change their clothes. They often sleep about twelve to one house. That is fucking disgusting. Yeah, they probably They're have a real thick line of crusties. tartar around, like between their gums and their uh, teeth. Absolutely. Now I'm going to take a bet that Leah and Keith, at one point, could have fit into the crusty category. Yeah, when they were kids. Yeah, when they were kids, and like Leah was a hippie, but she was also pretty punk. And she was pretty fucking metal too. Mm-hmm. She's a very odd, specific. Uh, alternative mm-hmm. person. Yeah. I can see her having a crusty section in her life where you crash anywhere. Well, she you was don't though. bathe. You don't change your fucking clothes, but you have a punk mentality. So you're like, hair has been done up with Elmer's glue for six fucking days. And you're drunk all day until you pass out and piss yourself. And you don't change your pants. That sounds like a horror movie to me. It is for most people, including <laughs> certain punks, which is why we call them crusties. I'm pretty sure this song is just about a group of crusties hanging out at a music venue called the Ivanhoe. I don't really know what the Ivanhoe is, but it's always what I've thought in my head. See, they're all burping and being fucking disgusting because they're crusties. I can belch because now, I have gastrointestinal issues. Now, I think... I've got the GERD. The guitar player you mentioned earlier, Krusty, from Cincinnati... Yeah, this is totally about Krusty. That guy that you can easily see the back of his balls. Yes, I've seen the back of Krusty's testicles many times and his butthole many times. Um, he would also probably fit right next to a Krusty. Now, he's clean. He cleans himself. But the way he lives, like he's got a venue in his basement. He makes beer in his kitchen. He's got a crusty lifestyle without being gross. He can smell, but that's usually when he's just on the road and everyone smells because we just don't have access to showers, regular showers. I've smelled some people from in green jello, and it's oh, not yeah. been pleasant. No. And when you get 20 of us back in the same room and you don't know who's in there has showered, I did because I've been using my jug method. Ah, <laughs> uh, good for you. you uh, step outside right now. That's a fucking crusty. I'm pretty sure that's just what this is. I think a crusty would like this song too. Crusty's usually, in my brain, liked more aggressive things. And then 
grossed normal punks out. Like, yeah, I can smell his fucking balls from here. I'm a crusty motherfucker. Speaking of washing my balls with a jug, this is the story I wanted to tell about being on the road. And we got a good amount on this song before we have the end. It's um, just a punk song. That's not true, isn't it? Only the first half of this whole thing is the actual song, and then the second half is Maybe. just chatter. Probably. Continue. Anyway, I'm on the road. I'm avoiding toll roads. I hate fucking toll roads. Especially Same. in New York. They suck. It's just constant. There's too much. So I take uh, alternate routes. I typed in rest area into this alternate route, right? I'm like, okay, cool. There's one right here. Drive there. Start getting to where the entrance, entrance in quotations would be. It's the third time I've done that this episode. Um, it's kind of just taking me to some weird dead end area. So I'm going down, I'm doing these weird curves, I'm going into a place that does not have lights, I'm very confused. Finally, I take a right, and it says no exit, but there's a giant parking lot with like three cars in it, a giant bar gate across the end of that lot, and then I look to my left, and there's a rest stop. The rest stop is on the toll road. It's a nice rest stop, it's one of those ones that... Uh, goes over like the road. Yeah. So it's, it's a New York rest stop. I've been on it before. I've known this toll road rest stop. But somehow I found a back route into this thing. If I can get this gate open. So I drive to the gate and I lo- notice no one has locked this. There's a lock and there's a chain, but it's not fucking connected. So I get out of my van at like 3.30 in the morning, just weirded out like, Okay, I'm sneaking into this rest stop I'm not supposed to be in. I open the fucking giant gate with the bars and I have to like drag them. And it's like, as I'm screeching it along. Pull my van in. I find a spot to park. I'm going down roads that say do not enter. And I'm like, fuck it. I can see the parking lot. I'm going anyway. I get to this parking spot. I go fill my jug with water. I wash my balls. I wash my hair. I have to go like back and forth two or three times to get this all done. I was fucking gross. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to stay here. And in the morning, I'm just going to get back on the road. So I start thinking, but what is back on the road? Can I really go in this back section I just did? What if that fucking gate's locked? You know, what if it's in the morning? There's more people that work here and that's their parking area probably. And they're going to be like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing opening this gate? And then I thought, but if I go on the toll road and I try to get off really quick, I'm not going to have a ticket or any history that I entered this road. And they're going to be like, how the fuck did you get here? So I can't sleep because all I'm thinking about is how am I going to get out of this situation I put myself in? So I decide at like four in the morning, fuck it, I'm leaving now. And I just go back in the spot where I snuck in and open the gate again and leave through the back area and go on this weird road that I wasn't supposed to go down and then left and found a rest stop later. But... It was a very odd situation. I did not know of this experience. No, I've been waiting to tell you on the podcast because it was just like this weird. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm here and I did it. You would wait until the podcast to share something with me? I've never yeah. heard of such a thing. I need material for this fucking thing. I'm just saying I've never done that. So I can't believe that you would do something like that. I have been. I wanted everyone to know and I wanted it to feel fresh for you as well. This is a song called picture of myself i was kidding i did the whole hulk hogan hair thing oh god that hulk hogan hair thing was magical magical 
Um, I think this is the point where Punky Brewster has become so famous, this punk band, within like two weeks, that they're now playing at the Grammy. This is, yeah, the poppiest shit. This is like Foo Fighters' first album. Yeah, it is. Which disappoints me because I don't want it to be like that. But they're playing it like the Grammys or what they're... It's their version of the Grammys right now. Yeah, this song is dumb. It's very dumb. I don't know why. There's some nice thunder happening right now. This is supposed to be like the epitome of selling out to them. They've made it to an award show and yeah. now they've just completely sold out their death metal roots. Completely. I don't understand that part, though. I, I understand that the whole thing is just about being in love with yourself. But the whole thing is I'm in love with a little girl. That's just like a random thing put in there. I think you just used a word that rhymed. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a creepy concept. I've thought about doing a playlist of that. Of all creepy songs where musicians talk about fucking little girls. <sighs> but I have to try and push that out of my brain and separate the art oh, from yeah, the artist. Right. Because there's too many artists that have made songs... Not even made songs, I'm sorry. Who have fucked young girls back in the day in, like, the 70s that I just have to ignore that that even happened? Because it was, it was the music. it was a different time. <laughs> I mean, it was consensual, so it wasn't technically rape, but there's the whole mentality but that if you're young... it's statutory rape. If you're young, then you're not technically... Of sound mind to make such a decision. Correct. So I know it's a Same with mind, being, like, drunk now. Like, mm-hmm. I think within 10 years, like, the whole concept of taking a drunk girl home, it's already on its way out. But the entire concept of being like, we got drunk and fucked is going to have to be, like, completely examined. And it's going to be because of consent, like, what you're able to consent to. So there was that South Park 25th anniversary special that we watched. The concert? Yes. Yeah. And I used a TV streaming service to watch it, and there was a commercial that this is how long it's been since I've just watched re- like commercials because I pay for no commercial versions of streaming services because I don't, I don't play that game. No, if I'm paying, we're getting the fucking... Yeah. Skip the max. Get I'll, the fucking commercials out of there. Two extra dollars yeah. a month to make sure that I don't have commercials. So I don't go goddamn commercial. Yeah, especially because it's always the same one. That's there's always oh, one that's every like, single commercial. They have like a round, a loop of two that just over and over. Mm-hmm. But there was one, and it was the wording that made me realize how much times are changing, because my whole life, it when I watched TV with ads, it would be this medication is not. Uh, recommended for men or women and in the commercial it was something along the lines of this medication is not recommended for best part of the album sorry yeah yeah sorry they just went death metal real quick that's fine I understand but it was for people who were assigned what was it like feminine gender at birth instead of oh, yeah, instead of just say saying like male or female which I've always just heard it was an entire sentence 
of try of the most inclusive way that they could have possibly have said that. Absolutely. And it just made me be like, Whoa. and I even said it out loud. I was like, wow, times really are it didn't changing. Like, it didn't piss you off or anything. No. It just made you be like, well, you just noticed. I just know, like, the terminology is clearly very different than it used to be. Society has done that throughout, you know? Like, Always. Yeah. Always. It's just that things have seemingly jumped forward which I think is what conservatives are pushing back on so far so much because they feel like it's being shoved down their throat because things have been progressing kind of quickly. Yeah, in a way, except they've been trying to get this okay since the fucking 60s. To th- I think that <laughs> because it's all happened in a short amount of time is what I mean. To them, it's like, it's out of nowhere. And yeah. for people that have lived this life since the 60s and 70s are like, I've been yelling about this for 50 fucking years. It's, no, it's that because that... <laughs> Because this is not this was made okay, then can we all if we're gonna if we're gonna get the Constitution in this yeah. and constitutional rights, then let's put it all on the table and figure it let's all get out. Get it out now, bitches! And, you don't want to have that combo. <laughs> but that seems like what people are calling, uh, like people are saying that Democrats are fascists because it's like an authoritarian sort of mentality that their way goes and that's it. And it's not like. We're all going to let everyone do this or do that. It's literally just letting everyone have the same Most fucking of the time, rights. it's about just having basic human rights. And so many and getting people... getting the other person to accept that this person is a human. Who vote Republican but don't identify as Republican, the more identify as like an independent. The whole... Or like one of the main things about being an independent is letting people do their own fucking thing and leaving people alone. Yeah. So isn't that kind of the core of what you try to believe in? What you try you to just believe don't in. like this specific thing because it interferes with your religious beliefs. It's weird. <laughs> it's just a lot. Versus where uh, I'm just on the side of, can't we just all have the same things and just shut the fuck up and <laughs> let people have what they need and just... No! It doesn't interfere with your life, so just don't worry about it. Okay, I gotta apologize because uh, these last two tracks... Were, were they just hidden extras? Tracks? Yeah, they're just extras. I got that feeling because wasn't there like a big space yeah, at the end song where of just silence? And I'm sure you listened to both of them, right? Yes. Every time? So that means we're going to listen to them now. Yeah, I did listen. <laughs> All I right. thought I had to. There was no I should have told you you didn't. <laughs> yeah, you should have. That's why I apologize. But if they're there, it's just like Fuck Off and Die on the Green Day album. With that, like, all by myself song yeah, at the yeah. end. It's a part of the album. Everyone listened to it. It's, still it's one of the best songs on the album. So I think that things like this have to happen. And they're kind of short. Are they? Because this one's four minutes and 28 seconds. Oh, maybe the last one's shorter then? Unless there's still just more conversation that takes place. I don't remember. I don't really know this song. Really? Nope. <laughs> the album ended and I stopped it. Okay, yeah, I was totally wrong. The next song is over six minutes, but I feel like there's also... It's not all just Talking. song. None of these songs have actually been very long. No, Even no. if the tracks... Even if it says six minutes, as that. the song is three. And Max. And then there's this guy talking like this. For another three minutes. And then sometimes he's like, hey, I'm a metal guy. Well, that's because this is the guy narrating. I know. this is the guy who's in the story. And if you notice, there's another guy who talks like this, and his name is 
J.T. Strickles oh, from Strickles God. Pickles. Well, there was a part in there where he was just like, he he started, like, there was a switch. Like, he was pretending to do that metal voice, and then he really just talked like that. That was the band members. At the beginning. Having a dis- right? Huh? Was that the beginning, or was that somewhere else? That's the band member. Anytime there's anybody talking like this. Anybody that's not talking like this is a band member. <laughs> so who's the guy actually talking like that? He's the narrator of the story. He's he's Devin. He's well, it is Devin Townsend. Yeah. Are they I all think Devin of, though? Mostly. There's some guys who did some like guest stuff on this album, but it's mostly Devin Townsend. I think of this guy who talks like this. Like I said earlier, Joe's Garage. He is the uh, he's the narrator. central scrutinizer. It's just, I don't think he's got a name. Whereas this central scrutinizer on that Joe's Garage album would come in and be like, This is the central scrutinizer. So I have a name for him. Which I swear there's a part in Dumb and Dumber where they steal part of that album. Do not park in the yellow zone or something like that. Or Frank just stole that from the airports and put it in his song. and Probably. But I like to think that there was a Zappa fan on that Dumb and Dumber cast. I like to think that airlines stole what Weird Al Yankovic talked about in the song Albuquerque. The oh, thing about shit. having your tray table up and your seat back in the full upright right position. position. Have you seen videos of like airport people, not airport people, the flight attendant being like a comedian? And like doing goofy stuff. Uh, I have a little. It's very cringeworthy, and I try to yes! not watch that shit. I'm like, sh- stop. Do or, your job. Stop. Or women who are flight attendants, like trying to sing, and it's overbearing. What? For, oh, there was one where this lady was singing Celine Dion, and the passengers were fucking horrible. Just looking around at each other, like, what the fuck is happening? Be- well, it didn't sound good. So yeah, everyone was just looking at each other, like, why are we being subjected to this? This is like torture. <laughs> so they're like. It wasn't that one, but it was. (laughs) It was similar to that. It wasn't. No, it was. No, that's not true. We did listen to an entire. I know it's the album. It's the only song I can bring up. (laughs) I was gonna say something about how. Now I knew I've heard an entire album, but I don't remember a fucking song. I remember she's French Canadian. Yes. (laughs) Canadian. Yes. All right, this song's called Larry's O. I don't know what it sounds like. Oh, I like it so far. <laughs> Maybe it's his blood type. Double pedal. I always wanted him to actually put out the Cryptic Coroner album. I've always wanted to know my blood type. You don't know your blood type? No, you don't either. Fuck yeah, I know my blood type. Are you serious? No, I have no idea what my blood type is. <laughs> I didn't think you did. By the way, this song got way shittier. <laughs> This is the most... This is what it should have... I thought it would sound like. Yes. But I think he also wrote it knowing I have to make it tolerable because the whole joke is for metal guys. So the album has to be tolerable for a metal guy. You know what I mean? But this is the song that we wrote for you. But this is the sound that it should have been. This is a band that Travis would play to see live. (laughs) Travis would be like, I want to buy a t-shirt. I want to buy a t-shirt. Is Avril Lavigne coming out next? Is Avril Lavigne going to be my skater girl? (laughs) No matter what, he can't sound not metal. (laughs) No matter what he does with the music, as soon as the vocals come in, it's over. He came in, he's like, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to (laughs) do. Girl. (laughs) Fentanyl. Fentanyl. That's what it sounded like you said. 
The doggy's just laying down next to me. Yeah, she likes to break rules. She's a rule breaker. She, she has a really hard time with being told no. She acts like you are hurting her. Absolutely. It's weird. She cowers like you're hitting her. And then feels like she has to make it up to you so hard. It, and making it up to me would be backing the fuck up. Yeah, like what <laughs> I've been asking and telling you to do yeah, this whole yeah. time, and you refuse to listen. But she's a goddamn sweetheart. She is sweet. But the whole licking of my lips when I'm trying to sleep is gross. Talking about those upper lips, right? Sad. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that would be truly mortifying. I tested a dog when you were gone. The week, like right before we got COVID, I oh, tested yeah. a dog that would, uh, it was a male, which I just am not, I don't want a male dog. We don't like dog dicks. Dog dicks are awful, especially when every time I would bend down to pick something up or whatever, the dog would try and mount me with its big, huge... Like, it was a big dog. It was, like, part German Shepherd. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this with this dog. This trial run did not work. And it wasn't even as much about the cats as much as it was... I can't I can't deal with this dog trying to fuck me constantly. Right? And I didn't meet the dog once. I was oh, gone. Oh, speaking of animal sex. <laughs> yeah. Kit Kat and Wayne. We got a gay relationship going on in this house. It's like sweet and sensual, and they'll play where they just kind of like hold each other for a while like and hug. make noises. <laughs> and then I did take video of Kit Kat totally railing Wayne's back. It wasn't penetration. That's he was trying to fuck him. But he was... He was humping his back. While biting his neck. Yeah. And Wayne was just laying there completely submissive and just like, yeah, this is yeah. my boyfriend. This like, is what we it, do. Bud. Get, get that out of there. Get yourself get yourself milked. Do you think they're gay for the stay or do you think that they'd be gay in the wild? I don't think they'd be gay, gay in the wild. Gay for the stay. It's definitely gay, it's definitely for, the gay stay. for the stay. They're not naturally... Well, some animals are, though. Penguins can be gay. But I don't know about house cats. I don't see Wayne having any companion out in the wild. No, he's a very... I see him, like, hanging out with a crew, but none of them are friends. Mm -hmm. They just, like, hunt together and they eat together and they all understand that, like, we're just in this for food. I will fuck you over in a second. <laughs> but inside this house, you know, prison for cats. He let the, <laughs> he let the cat with a missing foot. <laughs> Fuck him. Well, he's got a nice personality. He's got, he's got one of the best personalities. He and he's one of the furriest cats and fluffiest cats of all time. They're the two fluffiest cats. So they are the two fluffiest. I say when they're... Imagine oh how soft it is between a one. Kit Kat is fucking that bad. I want to be in a sandwich between I know. two cats I so want bad. to as well, as long as there's no humping going say, on. If the humping happens, I am pushing both of them away. I just want like one to on this side of my hand and then on this side of the hand. <laughs> I just want them to like cuddle up on me. Like a like you're wearing them like a around your neck? Yeah, like each one is just like laying with its head just like into me sleeping like a heart. Shaped like a heart on my chest. I like it. There's a total reason this song wasn't on the album. It's not good. It fucking sucks. Yeah, there's some but metal. But this right here is radio friendly. This is the most radio friendly sounding song that they have. That he has. Very boring, though. I say they because it's technically supposed to be a band. Yeah! Uh, 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 yeah! Word up! Limp Biscuit in the house! Limp Girls, biscuit. take off your blouse! Limp, Limp Biscuit. Man, I, I bet that's gonna go out now, too. You can't go to concerts anymore and be like, show me your tits! I feel like that's been uh, 
calmed down. On its way out. Yeah. When we did go to that Zappa Play Zappa show where they did the uh, apostrophe album, there was that girl who flashed them and then the lead singer like motorboated her. I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that at all. (laughs) That definitely happens there. (laughs) You know what I remember from that show? Getting fucking ear damage because we stood right in front of that big Mm. speaker. No, I've had ear damage for years. I probably was fine. That was my first experience. Um, No, I remember going back and sitting down on a table and you and I like mouthing the the words that we knew. No, I thought we walked back from the back because it was that uh, apostrophe recreation. We were just standing for that one, but there was another we show that we stood for the first part of that, sat. and then we went back after apostrophe, and we sat at a circle table. Uh, I thought that and, was two different shows. And there was a a lady, an older lady that looked over at. I could tell that she was watching us be a couple and enjoy Frank Zappa. And then I looked over and I saw her like smiling, and she kind of like did that thing, like you know, where, oh shit, someone caught me looking at him, and you got to do that real quick turn, but you obviously got caught. It not being a situation where one of us drugged the other person yeah. to the show with us. It it, and I remember getting the feeling like, oh, she's so happy that we're happy being here together, seeing this, and we're younger. <laughs> yeah, it's probably just nice to see younger yeah, people get into it and actually enjoy themselves. Absolutely. Uh, the second show was where that drag queen cornered me and told me how many times she had seen Frank Zappa and then was like ask me what I was doing later and then you walked up and then she was like oh have a good night (laughs) then walked away (laughs) you are a little bear Sam everyone loves you Uh, again that might have just been excited like he's somebody that knows music I'm gonna fuck this young man (laughs) I'm gonna teach him about older things (laughs) Well, he could have taught you a lot of things, Sam. Yeah, how to suck a dick. <laughs> I don't think he has to teach you that. I think that you've seen enough videos that you could probably figure that out on your own. Yeah, I think it goes a little something like this. I think it goes a little something like this. We're finished with the album. It's time to do some questions. when I play kazoo. (laughs) That was a really good way to end. (laughs) All right. So, Sam, um, it's time to get to the first question that I don't have open because I'm not prepared, but luckily I do have some sort of a memory. Sam, why did you choose this album? I was scrambling for something, and then I thought, hey, this has got a little unique bend to it. Michelle might not be so miserable because it's got some punk things to it. It's got a little bend. And I just needed something, man. I was just scrambling. We were getting ready to go. I was getting ready to go on tour. I was supposed to come back, do an episode really quick, and leave again and all that shit. And then it all fell through. And, uh, yeah, so I was was scrambling right before I left. Like an egg. And then I didn't need to scramble because then... uh, because then we were house and bedridden. <laughs> Absolutely. <for days>. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So what do you think I thought when you told me that this is what we're going to be listening to? No idea what this is. That's correct. I truly had no judgment prior to listening to it because I was completely confused. I had never heard of it before. This Devin Townsend guy who's supposed to be some prolific metal guy or whatever, some... 
some known person playing who the guitar. is unknown to me, so I, I had nothing. Um, do you know how many times you listened to this album? I think I made my minimum, but I've heard it enough that even if I didn't make my minimum, I was fine. You're not supposed to be back there. Nope. This dog does not care. Nope. You need rules this established, This dog also does bitch. not realize there's a show going on. Uh, it's the cables. She just needs to stay away from the cables. I know you're cute and you're sweet and I fucking love you, but I also can't stand you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I did get, like I said, I got, I got my three lessons in, but I committed on the final lesson and read the lyrics. Was, it, was it any of these with headphones? The last one was. Good. I feel like metal is needed in headphones. But when you have a headache, the last thing you want to do That's is put true. in headphones and listen yeah. to metal. Or, honestly, I think the preferred way to listen to metal albums would actually be on nice big speakers and sort of loud. Not like cranked, but loud that you're hearing everything at full. Not cranked, brother. Yeah, yeah cranked. Not ears bleeding, but feeling uh. it. I feel it so much my ears are bleeding. I can feel the blood rolling down my face. Coming out of those little phone speakers, it's, the, the guitar tones are always so aggressive. It's going to sound like tin. Jing, 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 coming out of a phone. Jing, 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 jing. I like it. sound like chung, chung. <laughs> so mm, when it comes to guessing least and most favorite songs, this, uh, this one. This is very hard for uh, me and you. I think so. As far as. Are we counting the last oh, two songs? Oh, we're counting the last two songs now. So I I would say that even though I... Th- I'm... Mm, I wouldn't have thought that way initially, though. But I think the best way to do it is probably just go Larry's O because that was the song that sounded the least like of the other songs and it was the most radio-friendly. Even though it did have that one part of metal that you liked. Yeah, but not enough. I'm going to give it to Larry Zoe. You are correct. The only reason it beat out Picture of Myself is because Picture of Myself, it's at least part of the story. They're there. They finally made it to the award show. And, of course, they're going to play the poppiest, shittiest song they possibly can. But it was short, and it was most it was more tolerable than this. And at the end, they gave me some pretty good death metal of that one. So that's why I'm choosing that. For you... I'm just going to choose Larry's O because it's the last song. You've already been through this whole thing, and it's fucking lame sounding. That's not... The reason for me is just that it it seems the most out of place, even though it's it seems like it's the most in place for what he's... Tra- the story he's about? trying to tell. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, every other listen, I did, there wasn't a specific song that stood out to me like, I can't stand this song. So it really wasn't until this listen that I even made up my mind about that. Now, as far as most favorite song... My guess for you is Krusty's at the Ivan Hill because of the specific energy. Uh, it is a pretty good energy, but it's not the it's not what I'm going with. Okay. I think I'm giving it to Fake Punk because it's basically what the whole album is about in one song. Okay, you can just get it all out in this. And I like the guitar tones. You can hear what he's saying. It sounds the goofiest. Yeah. And I and I can deal with punk like this. Like I'm fine with punk that would sound like this. It has that Irish sound to it. Yeah. This is the like flogging Molly. Not huge into that sound. like Celtic Celtic. I'm not big into scene. it either, but I don't hate it. But I think the feeling of it is probably more fun. Like I think going to a flogging Molly show and having a pint or two mm-hmm. and like just yelling and bopping up and down would be more fun than listening to flogging. Or Molly. just watching the movie The Departed. 
Yeah, basically. You wear that little fucking cappy hat, you're good to go. The cappy hat. What do you think my most favorite song is on this? Uh, I do know what my favorite song is, and I did know before today. Heinous Anus is my guess on your favorite song. It's actually not. It's Damn uh, it. It's fake punk. Fake punk? Oh, with me. Not with you. It was on my own. Well, we have the same I know, choice. I'm, just, I'm trying to distance myself from you because I'm my did own person. Did you basically already say why? Because it's... No, you didn't say anything about it. I did. I like... I think that this hits the nail on the head, like you said, with what the whole theme is and what the whole idea is without doing any, like, obscure references or anything, which do kind of happen in this. So I feel like this is just more straight to the point. I like the energy. I can get down with, like, the flogging Molly sound. So this... It's like a party feel. I the first listen I laughed at this song. Oh, uh, I, I was think like, the, the lyrics are good. Like, well, no, oh, I, I might even say a dirty word. The whole <laughs> feeling of it, I was like, this made me feel like a teenager, and none of the <laughs> other songs really did. Like, I yeah. I felt the most kind of like connected to this, even though I've never like the lyrically. I don't give a shit about it. I'm yeah. a fake punk because I have no connection to that world. So that <laughs> someone being true or false. Oh, punks care so much about posers. <laughs> and I, I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I care, obviously, whether someone's being genuine or not. I think you would call less people a poser than like a hardcore punk would. You'd be oh, like, for no, sure. they're just a person, and you're just an asshole. <laughs> I think that, and that's where I'm more of a top 40 mentality, <laughs> which is why the whole thing works between us, because we're not always thinking about things the same way. I think that song it just encompasses everything so well. I love the line where he's like, like, says something like, I got my hair cut to get a picture taken. Like, you're just as concerned. You're punk. But you're just as concerned. That guitar got nudged and moved. <laughs> Doggy, move! There Get the fuck out! All right, so there you All go. All right, so how old were you? Uh, uh, Keith and Leah have been together now like five years. So how long have you actually been listening to this album? He gave it to me when he worked with me at Tom TP Auto Center. So, so at least four years. At least four years. It, now, I don't listen to this a lot. It's just been like every once in a while. It's one of those albums on the road too that sometimes I can like if Lazy's in the car I can kind of play it or if I'm running out of things to listen to this is one of those albums that I'm like oh that's kind of kitschy and I might like it it's kind of like eating at Ponderosa Steakhouse when I was younger you couldn't go a lot you had to go once every like four months and you'd be like it was fine but if you win again the next week it's terrible I regularly miss the Ponderosa experience. And there were certain things that weren't bad. Oh, the wings were good. Like I always got salad and they were they always had like a nice selection of things for salad. I could get like peas and stuff. And not not everywhere will offer like peas to put on your salad. No. Uh or like hard boiled eggs. Some people are just real like the bare minimum and they had a nice selection. Uh you could get like tacos that their desserts were always on point. Spaghetti was one. Corn? Mashed potatoes? Uh, what other super steak. white foods can you name that you this, ate, Sam? Um, um, Corn, spaghetti, with mashed butter? potatoes. <laughs> uh, uh, the greatest thing about Ponderosa before I figured out steak quality was, wait, so I'm ordering a steak that's going to come out in like seven minutes, and in that seven minutes, I can go and shove my face full of this food from the buffet as well? Oh, baby. That was, I'm getting 12 wings and I'm slamming them down. That is the only place I have ever returned a steak 
twice and just had to eventually say i, I don't just, want it i don't want it because it was something like it was majorly overcooked and then when they brought me another one it was like 50 percent fat i was like this is not even edible like this yeah. is a bad piece of meat and they're Absolutely. like do you want us to make you another one i was like no i'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm just i can't done. eat this this is bad food yeah. but I, I i i'm not a golden corral person because for some reason the idea grosses me up i think it's because the type of people who go there are just like dirty are fucking disgusting hill people yes but I miss and in the droves. I miss an all you can eat buffet like a motherfucker. I really hate that COVID killed those. That bothers me. Eh, Gold Crown's probably still going. It is, but that's where mm. when Sharon told me recently, my friend Sharon, those who don't know, but if you know me, you probably do. She's one of my best friends. She and her family went like a few months ago. And then the oldest kid got some sort of stomach bug after Ugh. eating there. And she was the one he sorry, he's He's uh, trans, so I have to... Yeah. He, she, sorry. Fine. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no one's going to arrest you. <laughs> I know, but it's <laughs> it's so like delicate. It's such a delicate thing. And I you're, do- you're trying. You could have been like... I you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> yeah. I truly don't. I respect whatever you want. I don't give a shit. It doesn't... It's not my life. It's yours. So whatever... But sometimes it's hard to remember to say the right thing. <laughs> sometimes it is. So in this case, this boy who has a period... Uh, really wanted God, to. God, <laughs> you're trying to be delicate, and then you just fucking threw a bomb on. It. I said that on purpose. <laughs> Sorry. Oh God. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> um. Yeah. He wanted. He was just like, oh, please, can we please stop there? Please want to eat there, and then and it was, was he who got, and he the was bug? the one who got Damn. like violently ill Ugh. and had to just be in the bathroom like the whole trip. That sucks. Because it was like a trip that they went on for the oh, weekend or no. whatever. And <laughs> no. yeah, the kid was miserable. So anyway, we always talk about poop in one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you said you've been listening to this for a handful of years now? Yeah. Did you originally love it? Did it take time to grow on you? I, I don't currently love it, so. Um, so then what were your feelings? Then? I originally, I liked the idea of it. It, it, it stroked my, Ooh. I lived this life. Yeah, stroke it. I've played a form of death metal in more than one band. And I know that nobody goes to those shows. <laughs> so for me, it was just like, it didn't confirm what everyone thought. And it also doesn't confirm that that's the truth of like, oh, we've been making this music that nobody. You in danger, girl. Yeah. I don't know what, how that made sense. Of your dreams. I don't remember what I was saying now. <laughs> You're playing metal. God. I didn't mean to oh, throw you off. As sometimes you'd be like, well, if I just wrote pop your music, I could probably be more successful. When in truth, it's like, you can't write that type of music. You won't be successful. It's not there. It feels like <laughs> an existential crisis. And that's why I pushed that button. Because it's like, what do I do? Like, do I do I go in this direction where I'm going to probably get more approval or do I do what actually feels right to me? But I'm going to say, even if you did change that, your approval rate is not going to change because you're probably still the same person. It's about how you talk to people. It's about how you deal business. It's not about people liking your songs or not. Most of the time you get booked because the guy likes you. It's true. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about who you know, baby girl. And there's plenty of successful death metal bands out there. Now, none of them are really making a living. But a lot of musicians aren't really making a living without multiple avenues. Because we've got a new attitude. Justin Hawkins, I'm sure he didn't start the YouTube channel because 
the darkness was doing so good he could just have free time and make a YouTube channel. Maybe it was COVID. He needed another stream of revenue. Well, I've been reading things. A lot of artists need another stream of revenue now. Oh, because so that's they don't why get, they're going to YouTube. There's some they don't get paid dick for money and or for like no for shit anymore. And then venues have pe- actually figured out how to take money from them, like mm-hmm. with merch deals and stuff. Suddenly now they get thirty percent of your sales it, off of merch, and it's so like, much. what the fuck are you doing? Do I get thirty percent of your alcohol sales? No. Then leave my fucking wallet alone. It's ridiculous. So, uh, would you recommend this album to people that you know? No. I really wouldn't recommend this album. I think it's just too... It was just something... too niche, and it just hit me. It was just something to do for the podcast. It was just something to do for the podcast, too. Okay. But I I enjoy this album, but it's not like my favorite thing in the world. Devin Townsend isn't my favorite musician in the world, so... But I do appreciate the whole mentality, and I, I listen to it as, like, he understands... How to make this type of punk, this type of punk, and this type of punk. He understands it all so much, he can just make it. So as far as me, would I listen to this again? No, I wouldn't. Uh, Rating it 0 out of 10 all over the Rock and Roll Cats. Like I said, at first, I really wasn't into this at all. And so I think for me, based on... I could tell that it was obviously kitschy, but... It wasn't enough. I like. I don't get that world enough for it to get me that way. Yeah. And for me, the music wasn't strong enough for me to personally like it on its own. I liked it more when I read and understood the story of what was happening. So for me, the music on its own was not nearly strong enough. It took too much of an effort for you to enjoy it at all. Yeah. And I <laughs> believe that. I mean, I think I put some fair effort into it. But I don't think that it would ever get past more just then. Yeah, I see what you're doing and I can appreciate it. Like that that works for you, but it just doesn't work for yeah, me. Yeah, I agree. So me rating this zero out of 10 all over the Rock and Roll Cats, I'd probably have to give this because he's not not talented, but I'm going to say a four. I was going to guess a four for you. I'm giving it a six. Okay. I, and I think that's a fair range. And I think everything you said... I just have that lifestyle where it does go. And it makes sense hey, to you. remember this? Remember the feelings you had when no one was in the fucking room and you played still to the bartender? I remember those <laughs> days because when I was uh, younger, and I also worked I worked second shift jobs, so I was able to go to shows more mm-hmm. and like be up late and not have to worry about being at work at 8 a.m. the next morning. So I I was there for a lot of those shows where a lot of times it was just the girlfriends and the wives. Absolutely. And the other bands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and their girlfriends. And a lot of times, they would leave when they oh, were yeah. finished, too, the yeah. assholes. Oh, yeah. We always made it a point. We stay the whole night. Uh, the morals we had, even as a metal band. <laughs> the the fake rules in my head. No, we stay. <laughs> All right. So, as far as describing this album in one word, Sam, give me a word. Uh, Kitchy. I'm saying corporation. <laughs> that uh, works. All right. So we are finished with this album. We, we are. are finished with the questions. We are. Now it is time. It is time. To talk about what's next. And next. this is a huge surprise for you, Sam, even though we're recording tomorrow. I don't know. Yes, I have work. no idea what this album is about to be. What? Okay. So I've been thinking about choosing an album for this artist. You've chosen an album from this artist before. It's true. And... You just kind of chose one 
You didn't really choose one of your favorites or anything. I chose one that felt needed more attention. Yes, that, and this, that's fair. And this show provided that avenue to give it more attention. That's correct. You need to get the fuck out of there, dog. Jesus Christ, you're going to fuck everything up. She's going to unplug the computer. We're going to lose everything. (laughs) Oh, my God. Long-legged dumbass. All right. So next we are listening to, which, like I said, I've been thinking about doing this. I've been wanting to do this band, but we watched that 25th anniversary special of south park which by the way was fantastic loved every second of it it was and i don't like rush but they brought rush out trey did and it was getty lee sounded so fucking it was bad bad. (laughs) but his bass was on it's because he's trying to hit those fucking high notes it's ridiculous it was rough but it was a surprise to matt stone the other one of two creators of south park and i loved every second of just watching him be so happy and surprised i watched every second of i loved watching every second of him trying to play the drums along with it while not fucking Uh it up (laughs) like he'd be like okay they can hit here (laughs) that i mean that that was just like a nice thing to do so that it just all felt really good the whole thing was so great and we're both such south park fans and matt stone and trey parker fans like i've loved cannibal and Orgasmo. Everything done. Yeah. Everything the only thing I haven't done. seen really is like, uh, they did that Bush show. Oh, yeah. That's my Bush. I and didn't see that. I haven't seen uh, Book of Mormon. I've also Nor have I listened to it. But that would be one, if I had the money and it was close, it would be like the That'd one show I would like to go to. Yeah. I'd like to do that. They probably but have. yeah, we're both fucking Something like nut Chicago. Um, so the show also had Ween, which I don't really care about. But I loved watching that guy sing from Ween. Yeah, but it was still, it was a good show. Um, Primus was there, and I love Primus so goddamn much. Absolutely. And all it, every time I see anything of Primus, which they have a new single out right now. Really? Yeah, it's, it was very recently released. Have you um, listened to it? No, okay. I'm... I'm going to do some due diligence tonight and or just play it on the next episode when we record tomorrow. Oh, I wasn't going to just play it just now. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't, don't okay. do it. Don't overlap. <laughs> That'll be next. But we are listening to the album Pork Soda by Primus. Yay! Because that sounds like fake enthusiasm. No, it wasn't. Yay! Oh, I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> I, but I also thought getting out of COVID, I would make this a little easier for us. So I chose an album that I know that we both love and have some history with. And that so. we can just get to recording. Mm-hmm. You told me it and I was like, well, I can just do it this evening if you would like. I don't even have to listen to the album. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you were just like, I, when you said that, I was like, you better listen. <laughs> so yeah, we'll be back with uh, some fantastic Primus. Primus. It's just going to be one of those gushy episodes. I can't wait. I can't so. wait to gush and, and foam all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of the episode. Yes, we appreciate you listening. We love you very much. If we could give you all hugs, we would not because we just got COVID and we and don't want to get I it again. I don't want to get that shit again. No. So much that we are both talking about wearing masks at this next Comedy Bang Bang show. Yeah, we got a, it's a month-long Comedy Bang Bang tour. We went to one of the first shows and we're going to one of the last shows. Yeah. And, uh, and this one might be masked because Jesus Christ. No, this one for me will 100% be masked because even though I'm vaxxed and boosted... It still kicked your ass. I'm not going through that again if I can avoid it. So. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. COVID's a hoax. Go be a fake punk. <laughs> yeah. You can't be punk and think COVID is real. I'll tell you that right now. You can't ever. If anyone ever says anything to me about COVID being a hoax, I will punch them punch in the, them in the mouth. fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everyone. We Bye-bye. love you. Bye.
hi. Goodbye. Hi, hi, hi. No, I said goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. Ooh, bye, bye, bye. bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> We're gone. Bye. <laughs>